Shalom. This is Ron Warren with Torah Life Ministries. Today's podcast is on God's appointed feast, and today we're going to be covering the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, also known as Yom Teruah, as recorded in Leviticus chapter 23. To start this podcast, I want to ask a question. What does the shofar have to do with the first 12 verses of the 11th chapter of Hebrews, known as the faith chapter? In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 to 3, it reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the evidence of the things not seen. For by it men of old gain approval. And through faith we understand that the worlds were prepared by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things unseen. Remember this faith principle. If you don't use now faith, through faith, by faith, you're going to wind up without faith. Now, how does a person go from a believer to a disciple to a leader? By the worship of God, to the walk with God, and to the work with God. Worship is found in Leviticus chapter 23 with a cycle of sanctification called the Mohadim. That's the feast. The feasts create a circle. And you can come in and out at any time, but you'll always come back to where you started. That's calling it the dance of the Mohadim. Now remember this. Abel was the first person to worship God, as recorded in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 4. Now how does the holy body worship God? You cannot answer this question from the Red Hadashah, but it's got to come from the Torah. And if God changed his mind, he would have done it in the Brit Hadashah. He did not. Abel lines up with the first sound from the shofar, the tekiah. Number two, Enoch was the first person to walk with God, as recorded in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 5 and 6. Now, how do you walk with God? Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7 reads, as you, therefore, having received the Messiah, Yeshua, as Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him and established in your faith, just as you were instructed and overflowing with gratitude. Now, here's the problem. Once you have been given the word of God and you apply that word of God in your life because of your love for God, you can never go back to the way you were. Luke chapter 9 verse 62 reads, Yeshua said to him, No one, after putting his hand to the plow and looking back, is not fit for the kingdom of God. You must go through worship to walk with God to become a disciple. And you cannot walk with God until you can worship God with a heart of gratitude. And by going through this transformation, a person becomes a disciple through a broken heart. And that's the reason why Enoch lines up with the second sound blown from the shofar, the shivering. The third person mentioned is Noah. Noah is the first person to walk, to work with God, as recorded in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7. Now, how do you work with God? Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12 reads, And he gave to some as an apostles, and to some prophets, 
and to some evangelists, and to some as pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the service to the building up of the body of the Messiah. Here's the point. You cannot be a leader and work with God without first walking with God. You cannot walk with God without dealing with the true worship of God. And to worship God, it must be done in spirit and in truth, not in the flesh. It is God who takes you from one dimension to the other. And to get to the third dimension, you have to take off your garments and put on the garments of service to enter God's presence. That's the Holy of Holies. Noah lines up with the third sound from the shofar, the teruah. The fourth and the fifth persons mentioned in the Hebrews chapter 11 is Abraham and Sarah were the first to experience the resurrection from the dead, as recorded in Hebrews 11, verses 11 and 12. Now, how can a Jewish person not believe in a miracle birth? Derry related to Isaac. If a miracle birth did not happen, they would not exist. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 52 reads, And in a moment... In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trump will sound and the dead will raise imperishable and we shall be changed. Abraham and Sarah line up with the fourth sound of the shofar, the kakia Haggadah. Now in Psalm 150 verses 3 to 6, it talks about the shofar. It reads, Praise him with the sound of the shofar. Praise him with the loof and the light. Praise him with tambourines and dressing or dancing. And praise him with flutes and strings. Praise him with clanging cymbals. And let everything that has breath praise the Lord. With that in mind, I'm going to ask the question. How is the shofar made? Well, the first step deals with the faces of remove and cleaning the inside. Before the horn can become an instrument of praise, the flesh has to be removed. If it doesn't, it's going to have a smell like you are not going to believe. So that is the biggest part that has to be done. The second step is cleaning and polishing the outside. That next step is to remove the rough edges from around the outside to bring out the beauty of the horn. The third step involves reshaping the form of the horn. It is to reshape the shofar to produce the sound as we are accustomed to hearing. How it, how it is shaped determines what the, what the sound will be. And to do this, intense heat and pressure must soften that shofar. And then the last thing is the most important. You cut the hole at the end. It is to pierce the smaller end of the horn, creating a space through which air, air passes, creating the sound of the shofar. Every procedure in the shofar's creation accumulates with this. Breath being blown through an object for which before was crude and intimate, transforming it into an instrument of praise to God. Even with all of the preparation and work going into the creation of the shofar, if breath does not pass through the shofar, it does not serve its purpose. Now here's the point. You and I are like the shofar. We have been created for a purpose, to praise God. 
the first step to become an instrument of praise is we got to allow God to remove the flesh from our life. And scripture says, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And if God does not remove the flesh in worship, just like the shofar, that odor is going to go into the nostrils of God and it ain't going to smell good. That's the reason why. No one else knows it's happening, but you do. The second step is when we allow God to remove the rough edges and polish us into a beautiful instrument. This is when other people start to see your character change. And I'll tell you right now, the first piece of character that will change from you, that people will see, will be your mouth. The third step is the, to accept God's trials and tribulations coming our way to produce the heat and pressure needed to mold us into the instrument that he wants us to be. And that last step, we must allow God to pierce our hearts, opening and preparing for his holy breath, his Ruach HaKodesh, his Holy Spirit. And when he breathes his spirit into us, we become the instruments of praise that he has created us to be. Now, how does the shofar sounds work today? Messianic believers have gone through seasons where a certain message is prevalent. For some time, there was a call to heartfelt worship. That's the tekiah. Next, there's the message to repent. That's the shivarim. And now we're hearing the word prepare for what is ahead. That is the teruah. Three of the four sounds have been blown. And the next sound will be the voice of the archangel and the trump of God corresponding with the last trump. So the next time you hear the sound of the shofar, know this. For some of you, when you hear the tekiah, know God is calling you to the true worship of evil. For some of you, when you hear the shiverim, know God is calling you to walk with him as Enoch with repentance. For some of you, when you hear the teruah, know God is calling you, like Noah, to prepare the way of the Lord. But for all of you, when you hear the tekiah Haggadah, no, God is calling you, like Abraham, to experience the resurrection and reign of the Messiah. Matthew chapter 24, verses 30 to 31 reads, And they shall see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with tremendous power and glory, and he will send out his angels with the great shofar, and they will gather together his chosen people from the four winds and from the four from the one end of the heaven to the other. Shalom. Until our next broadcast. And if this teaching has been a blessing to you, you might consider subscribing to the Anchor Podcast platform and to our Life Ministries website. You can do this at www.torlifeministry.com. Until then, Ron has left the building.